Welcome to season three of Voices of the Goddess podcast, where we empower, inspire, and uplift women to be the goddesses they truly are. I'm your co-host, Julietta, the magical PT, owner and founder of Body and Soul PT, as well as Soul Candy, intuitive, handmade, and one-of-a-kind jewelry and artwork. I support people in finding the magic within themselves, creating balance in their body and soul. And I'm your other co-host, Graciela, published, award-winning, and professionally certified portrait photographer specializing in boudoir and personal branding. I create portraits of who you are and not just what you look like so that you can become who you've always been. Join us each week as we sit down for a heart-to-heart chat, sharing stories and insights with listeners across the globe. Laughter and tears alike abound as we access ancient wisdom in modern times through unique and exciting storytelling, supporting you on your life's journey. Welcome to the circle and enjoy the show. Here we are again. Welcome to the show. Hello, listeners. (laughs) (laughs) I get my energy up. Oh, yeah. Always. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I so wish this was a call-in show. You know, we we need to be like in front of a live studio audience. That would be fun. I want to hear a laugh track. I want to hear some clapping. I want to hear like, you know, I love that. I love the energy. I need everybody listening out there to just send post-recording energy. Yeah, that would add a whole nother layer of complications to make sense of live studio audience. But maybe one day. We'll see. One day, one day, one day. We'll do it. We'll do You know what? We'll do it as like a uh, holiday New Year special or something like that. Uh, here, no, here it is. Our 200th episode. What number are we on now? We're on 150-something. <laughs> We're not All right, I could, I could do that. All right, 200th episode, live in front of an audience. It's a deal. I love it. All right. Goals, goals, goals. Goals. So speaking of goals, you know, I'm an easy crier, so this is a low bar. But the other day I saw a commercial that, like, you know, it's one of those commercials that has you in tears in, like, 30 seconds, right? And I honestly, I don't even remember what they were selling. So, by the way, poor advertising because I can't remember what they were selling. But... I don't know. It was probably one of those like public commercials or something about like, you know, set your table for things. I don't know. But anyway, and in the commercial, there was a runner who had prosthetic legs and he's just like hauling butt, just like full speed ahead. And, you know, I looked over at my partner and I'm like, man, that is incredible, right? Like to have that resilience, you know? So my question to you for this morning, is resilience something you're born with? Or is resilience something that you can create? I don't know. It's really interesting, right? Because like, how come some people drown in a glass of water and some people have the craziest things happen and they're like, okay, moving on. Well, I definitely think anybody is capable of creating it. But definitely in my 30 plus years as a physical therapist and what some people may or may not know is I spent a lot of those years working in really like I started in acute neuro, which meant I was in the hospital working with people who just had strokes, brain injuries, spinal cord injuries. They were hooked up, you know, to a kajillion machines. And I was like, I can't even believe this is like my first job. Like these people are the most critical, like they could die at any second. And here, let's put the newbie in to to work with them. They they probably knew your strength, Julieta. You know, but then that also transformed, you know, I ended up working with these people more long-term inpatient rehabilitation and then in outpatient. And so over the years worked with so many people who had really like what most people would view as like 
devastating events in their life. And just seeing how differently, you know, some people were just like, they just took it in stride and they made the most of it. And they like appreciated the lessons from it and appreciated the gifts that came from the situation. And then there were the other people, you know, it's like they had a hangnail and like their life was over. And like, it is really interesting always for me to observe the people and see how they handle things. So I think we all, you know, and was it how they were raised? Was it, is it something in our genetics that, that make us resilient or not? Right. I I don't know. know. But it's definitely a choice. It's a choice. Is it though? I don't know. Right. Because like, who would choose not to be resilient? Right. So I think that all experiences are valid, right? Like what you're feeling is what you're feeling. And that's true, whatever that might be. I just think it's fascinating that there's such a variety in the human experience, right? And it's probably not one thing. It's probably 20 million things, little tiny decisions, little tiny things that someone has said to you growing up and, you know, experiences that you've had in your life, right? That create that. I don't know. It's really fascinating though. You know, earlier we were talking about like the why, you know, why did this happen to me or why did that happen to me? And I generally find that the happiest people are folks that don't dwell on the why, but that say, okay, this is what happened. It's really, you know, some terrible thing, but let, you know, like what else, right? Let's, let's go on to the next thing. You know, I don't know. It's really interesting. You know, I feel like it has to be a combination. Like maybe we're predisposed to a certain type of mentality, but definitely like, I mean, hopefully, right. Like even with our podcast, hopefully you get to build a little resiliency and get a little, you know, positivity going in there because you do see happier people, right? So speaking of happy people, should we bring on our guest? Let's do it. (laughs) All right. Hello, Miranda. Welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I love the conversation. There were things popping up in my mind when you were talking. (laughs) And that's what we hope for, that like the conversations do stimulate people to to think a little bit, to grow. And yeah. So will you please take a moment, introduce yourself to our audience, tell them a little bit about who you are and what you do. Yes, I am Miranda Mitchell. Um, I'm an energetic alignment coach and human design specialist. So this actually, this conversation that you went into, there's a lot of things that popped up in my head as far as human design. So I'm not sure if you know what that's all about, but I will be diving into that a little bit because it's all about energy who we are, what we're born with, why we take things in a certain way, and maybe why some people seem more resilient than others. Yeah, I'm a teeny tiny bit familiar with human, like it's not a foreign terminology to me, but it's definitely not something that I've studied in depth at all. So I would love if you would tell us what's the the short course on what human design is. Yeah, so human design is a multicultural and multi-traditional combination. I guess some things you would say are woo, used to be woo. So it takes in the Hindu chakra system. It takes in the Western astrology, quantum physics, the tree of life, and the Chinese I Ching. So it's the collaboration and combination of all of these modalities. So within this, you actually put in your birth date, birth time and birth place. And that is how you get this chart, this body graph. And in this body graph, actually, it takes in all those elements. And you can see this is the thing that I loved about it. It was tangible for me. 
I spent many, many years in practicing yoga and healing and in that way. And I always questioned, am I truly making this stuff up? Is this actually true? You know, and then when I was able to see it in my chart, I saw that actually everything was true. And so much so that it was it really showed me that I there was a purpose in my life and I was on that purpose, even though I wasn't living as boldly as I could be. So it gave me that tangible evidence in being more bold and being more authentic and letting myself forgive myself for feeling inadequate because that's one of my lessons in life and all of that. So you get this beautiful chart and it shows you at the time of your birth what energy you are. So what energy you have, what energy, where you receive energy from other people in the environment. And that kind of goes into the resiliency because there's a lot of um, people that can get stuck in the lower frequencies of the gates, of the activations. But a lot of people that have seen the chart has actually been able to move away from that and step into a higher version of those gates rather than staying stuck. Can and... I know I have in the past, like put in my data on like a free and I've gotten in and I don't remember any of it. But the one question that came to mind is not everybody knows the exact time that they were born. Is there a way to work around that at all? Yes, and there's no and. <laughs> Either one. Um, it's very important because the moon moves very quickly. So the moon may shift, which will then shift the gate, the, the, gate that the moon is in or the moon that the gate is in. So it's very important to try to find it, whether it's someone that you know, a parent, or maybe even on your birth certificate. Sometimes people actually go and get their original birth certificate. And if not, there are people that actually can do these readings that help support you in finding what feels right for you. But it is a very, very important element because even 15 minutes or so can really have a gate activation off and then you wouldn't be in alignment with who you truly are. Interesting. That's really fascinating. I'm curious, can you share a story with us? Like one of your client success stories? Like, I mean, I could listen to you talk about this for quite some time because this is really fascinating, but give us an example, like on a practical level, how can someone take this information and use it? What keeps you doing this? Give me one of those stories. Well, there's actually many uh, areas that you can bring human design in. So you can bring it into business, conscious business, making sure that you are in alignment with what you're here to bring the world, um, what you're here to talk about, the energy that you're here to bring. There's five types. So it helps you with how to put yourself out there so you're not energetically draining yourself or pushing too much. You're being authentic so you're able to rest and receive. It's also very powerful when working with children because actually this was uh, downloaded or channeled in 1987 by Ra Uruhu. He downloaded this for five days and made it his life mission to bring out into the world. And the reason that was, is it was said it was for the children because we're all out of alignment. At that point, we were younger. So we're part of that children, you know, but I use it with my daughter. And it's made me really understand her more and make decisions that I wouldn't have otherwise. And it actually has helped me even understand the differences between my children and why they are the way they are so that I can support them so that they don't grow up with these beliefs. And I'm able to support, for instance, my daughter has an open throat. What that means is when you look at the chart, the throat area, throat chakra is white. So that means there is variable energy there. So she receives energy from the environment. So with the open throat, 
many, many people I've worked with, adults especially, have felt like their entire life that they were not heard, what they talked about was not listened to, that they made these beliefs in their head that what I say doesn't matter, who am I anyway? And it was because of the variability in the throat, not because people didn't listen, it was because they weren't looking at them or they weren't recognized. So it really helps children with their beliefs so that they grow up confident, knowing who they are and able to put themselves out there. Then there's relationships. I mean, there's electromagnetics with the relationships and why you're attracted to one another and how you can support each other in relationships. Why the things that you used to feel used to be attracted to now annoys you. I mean, there's so many different things that you can look at the chart. It's actually such a great tool for so many areas in life. This sounds like it's like the size of an encyclopedia. Like this sounds so fascinating. (laughs) There's a lot of layers. And I will say a lot of people have a hard time with the layers. You look at the chart and you're like, I have no idea what this is. I don't know what, you know, all these half lines, these full lines, what does this represent? So the the way that I teach it is really through a layering effect. Like I mentioned, I practiced yoga before. So it's all releasing the deconditioning. So it's one layer at a time. It's learning about your strategy first, how to implement that. How does it feel in your body? It's like doing the actual work, not just getting the information, which most people like to just dive into the information and not really do the work. So when you do the layering work and add it in so you know what it feels like in your body, then you can go to the next layer. So it doesn't seem like it's overwhelming. Very interesting. Like now my brain is ticking and I want to look at my human design. (laughs) Totally. Totally. I feel like put that 1-800 number on the screen, Miranda. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. So as you know, Voices of the Goddess, we are very much about, you know, the sacred feminine power. And so we're always curious to learn what is one piece of advice that you got from a woman that affected your life in a profound way? Ooh, that's very interesting. I will tell you most of my life, I've had to live in the very masculine because I moved out at 14. I was on my own, put myself through college, raised two boys on my own. I mean, there's a lot of masculine that I've had to really step into. And there's a lot of warrior energy in my chart. So, and I did not have a great relationship with my mother at all. So I'm trying to think to my grandmother my grandmother was always there for me in the time, like whenever I needed support. So I would say energetically, she was there for me. But a lot of the things that she actually recommended me do, I didn't listen because I've always been a rebel. And I feel honestly that I know and I'm in tune with my body. So I know it's true for me. So I hate to say this, but I think it's my own intuitiveness that I've truly been listening. And since I've learned my chart, surrendering is a huge thing for me. So learning to trust, not push through, take time to rest, uh, listen. So it's been a long journey of connecting with my own feminine power. But I truly feel like It's my own inner feminine power that has blessed me, even though it took a long time to emerge. I think that's so profound. I think you might be the only guest that has ever named herself as a a source of inspiration. But how incredible is that? You know, I was taking notes as you were talking and learning to trust and rest and listen, you know, in everything that we do being an emergency and fast paced and, you know, it's crazy, like really resting and listening to yourself is the highest form, I think, of self care, right? Like I, I try and tell my kids, 
if you're always busy, you're never creative, right? To be creative and to get a message, you have to stop moving. You have to listen for a minute. So I can see that being a lifelong practice to cultivate and learn from, you know, that's really amazing. Especially nowadays, you know, I feel like we're always told that if we're not busy, then we're lazy or we're not doing anything, you know? So we've been taught that we're supposed to, to be successful, has to be hard, you have to be busy, you have to be constantly going. When the truth of it really is, I, for me personally, I feel like being successful is being able to have time and space to start every morning off at 10 or 11 o'clock and being able to sleep in and then work with some people that I love working with and then being there for my daughter, like that's successful to me. So I think hopefully society as a whole is starting to shift, but really truly listening to slowing down. That is, that's successful. Truly. I mean, that should be the ultimate goal, right? Like to be able to sit, sit still. When I sit still, I like to read, which is the perfect segue if I do say so myself to our next question, which is about books. Do you have a favorite book? And I know some people stress out over just one. It doesn't have to be just one. It doesn't have to be your absolute favorite, but give us something that you think would inspire our audience. My favorite book uh, is the Yoga Sutras. And I don't know if all of you may know what that is. It was in my studies for yoga. And the reason I chose that is because like the layering effect, every time I read it, I'm a different person. So there's different things that I learn, different perspectives, different things I didn't notice before. So I am not one of those. I only read those kind of books like inner awareness books or self-reflection books or something for human design. That's what I love. But the Yoga Sutras, I would say, is my favorite. And it's because I can read at any point in time. And there's always something that I learn about myself in a different way. I love that you bring up that we're always we're constantly changing and evolving. And so when you read a book a second or a third or fourth time, like you are a different person when you read it then. And so it's going to, you're going to receive different messages. And you know, we had a book club for a while. We've discussed whether or not we bring the book club back or not. But that was one of the gifts of the book club was that I got to read some books that I had read years ago and rereading them. And it was so interesting seeing, feeling the different the different things that spoke to me reading it just because I had changed from when I had read it before. So, but yes, again, another new book that we have not, you know, I was saying last episode that, you know, we've considered taking this question out, like, because, you know, at some point, everybody's going to keep bringing the same books, but the books are infinite. And each guest has been bringing a new book to the audience. So it's great. So yeah, I'm curious for your answer on this. But you know, we all make choices and take risks in our lives. And just curious, what is one risk that you've taken that you know you will never regret? Okay. So in my chart, I have gate 28, which is all about challenge and risk. So I only, I take risks. Although I don't feel like they're risks because I trust my gut. So I think the most profound, uh, there's, it depends on what area of life I'm in, <laughs> right? There's the most, uh, relevant now, but there's the most relevant, I guess I'm gonna start with the one that really was the first risk that I took so that I'm able to be where I'm at now. And that would be getting out of my abusive marriage. 
So it took me about a year to get out of that because of safety. So I had to plan and I mean, it was strategic. So I had to like get support from my grandmother to, to pay for the lawyer. I had to ask my job or I had to ask permission to get a full-time job. I had to like all of these different things, but that was the first time that I took steps that were deliberate and I didn't just follow momentum. Um, and that was for my boys too, that I did that. But I think that was the biggest shift and risk on a physical level for me. And it's definitely brought me to where I'm at today. Very empowering story. And it's always, you know, I've been very blessed that I've been in, always been surrounded by loving, supportive people. And, you know, you just hear so many stories and, and it's hard to comprehend like the difficulty of getting out of these situations. But, but when you see the women who've found the way to do it, like the power in that is, and I do think each woman that does it like empowers women as a whole to begin to take the steps that are, are needed to make those shifts. You know, so often divorce is seen as such a failure and I've always found it to be such a triumph, <laughs> you know, like it's such a incredible freeing experience and kudos to you for, you know, sticking to your plan and, and taking all of those steps because you changed your life, right? You changed your life, you changed your boy's life, you changed your grandmother's life. I mean, really, it, it reverberates, right? Like had I not gotten divorced, I would not be the person that I am today or have the life or the children or anything of what I have today. I think that's really powerful and I appreciate you sharing that because so many people I think are just waiting to hear like is it going to be okay right because sometimes a known enemy is more comfortable than an unknown uncertainty right like but it's not <laughs> it's not it's always so much better on the other side you know I remember when I was a kid, uh, I discovered that divorce was a thing in fifth grade. And my dad was a raging alcoholic and my mom was, you know, mom, us three kids. And I came home running from school, like if it was in years. And I said, mom, mom, there's this incredible thing. It's called divorce. Like, we don't have to stay here. We, we could go. Like, we could do something, you know? And um, my mom, like you, a lot of bravery and a lot of steps to figure out a way out, you know, and she did it. But... I mean, that changed our lives, you know, that changed, not that she didn't know that divorce existed. Obviously she did, but man, for me, I was like, what? Life doesn't have to be like this. It could be different. This is crazy, you know? And sometimes, I don't know about your mother, but for me, it was about my kids. Like I was not going to let them think that this was okay. I wasn't, you know, so I did it for them at the time, not even for myself at the time. So a lot of it is for the kids. And maybe because you went to her, she was like, okay, she sees, <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's really interesting. And I appreciate you sharing so much of your story with us also. I think, you know, I say this all the time, the more, the better you treat yourself, the better it gives other women permission to treat themselves, right? And to create the lives that they're looking to create. We've gone through our questions so quickly. I feel like we could, well, maybe we haven't. I don't know. But it, this conversation has been in such flow. I feel like we just started. I'm going to ask you our last question, which is, unless I missed one, but okay, okay. I'm, I don't know why I'm so off. Anyway, I always like to ask, what is your sweetest and most delicious memory? And with that, what I mean is something that always makes you feel really good that if someone else hears it, they could be like, man, I can't think of my own memory right now, but I'm going to borrow yours. 
and just feel good in it for a bit. Mm. Well, the thing that keeps coming up to me, like when I sit in meditation in my my place that I love, as far as I think it's a memory from when I was a child, is we. I grew up in Vermont, so we would seriously just go outside and be outside all the day, you know, all day long. So I just remember being outside, walking in the grass, and there was this one spot that was a hill that I would just sit on and look over everything. And there was just like a piece there. So that's my favorite place. That's my favorite memory. And I think that's why I love Vermont so much. That's exactly the one I think of Vermont. And I've never been there. It's beautiful. This is how I imagine it. And that's true. It's totally beautiful. There's so many color greens everywhere. It's so beautiful. It's just darn cold. only part of the year but when you said grass like that's one thing when i go home to wisconsin like people florida the stuff that you call grass is not grass and if i'm home in warmer weather i need to go outside take my shoes off and walk barefoot in the grass that is not something you can really do here in florida you're going to get hit by a fire and that grass like pokes your feet it's not Grass up north is just like so delicious. I don't, if you haven't experienced it, you have to sometimes. Like walk barefoot in it, lay in it, roll around in it. It's, yes, it is delicious. Okay, so as a native Floridian, I will tell you that I grew up reading all these books where all of these American girls named Jennifer and Heather would do things like that. And so I was like, I want to be like that too. So I'd go to my little local hill and I'd roll down this grass that we have. And just so you know, it's like shards of glass. I'm like, you you get up, you're itchy, everything's like, I'm like, how is this fun? Why are these people like in Vermont, right? Frolicking. I'm like, I can't frolic here. It's itchy. I'm like, maybe I'm broken. Why can't I have fun? <laughs> oh, that's so fun. Yeah, the grass is soft and warm. You know, they talk about the grass is greener on the other side. The grass is greener up there. <laughs> Well, now we're going to have to do a field trip and specifically look for grass now. <laughs> I'll have to find the proper hill. <laughs> Which also reminded me, years ago, there, my parents owned a lot of 80 acres. And their 40th wedding anniversary, we had a big barbecue party out at their house. You know how like we have two men in a truck? They have like two men and a pig. And, you know, they're big, they're big bring the big pig roast, you know, so it's this great outdoor event. And one of the fields directly across the road was like covered in dandelions. You know, it's like, you think of dandelions as wheat, but I mean, it's this big hill of yellow flowers. And we had two girls visiting from the Dominican Republic and all they wanted to do was roll down that hill of dandelions. And they came and asked my dad, can we go roll down that hill? And it's like, sure, if that makes you happy. But they were so happy to just roll in this field of, of yellow flowers. It was it was cool. So thank you for bringing back that memory to me. I had forgotten about that, but it was super sweet, cool moments. I'm going to have to add this to my list of things to do during our goddess retreat that we're going to develop. Roll down. So. As long as it's not in Florida. <laughs> not in Florida. We're manifesting, Miranda. We're manifesting. I am uh, definitely. I will be following up with you. I'm super curious to hear more and more about human design. Thank you for sharing everything you've shared today. It's absolutely fascinating. I imagine you must have like a one-year waiting list. No, how how's 
business with you? Business is going well. I have um, my own personal where I do readings and all that. And then I also have another company with someone where we actually have a human design certification for coaches. So things are going really well. We're trying to bring human design out into the world more so where we don't have to do all the work, right? We want to support others so that they can bring it into their containers. Because once you dive in, you, you can let go of a lot of that conditioning and try to really be who you truly are authentically. Well, thank you for coming on and sharing that with us. It has been a great fun having you in the show and our audience can check the show notes to reach out and get in touch and find out about their human design. Wonderful. Have a great day, everybody. Thanks for being here. Bye-bye, everyone. Thank you, dear ones, for joining us today. Make sure you check out the show notes for details on how to get in touch with either Julieta, Graciela, or today's special guest. Don't forget to subscribe, review, like, and share. Big love and gratitude for all of you. May the path before you be ever illuminated by your fellow goddesses. Shine bright and have a magical day.